Welcome to Speaking of Beauty, a podcast from Cosmetics Design, where we feature meaningful conversations with experts, insiders, and entrepreneurs about the business of personal care, cosmetics, and fragrance. I'm your host, Deanna Utrusky, editor of CosmeticsDesign.com. Hi, my name is Carolyn Aronson. I'm a stylist, founder, and CEO of It's a 10 Hair Care. And I am Jeff Aronson, president of It's a 10 Hair Care. Wonderful. Thank you both so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. So the cosmetics design audience does know a bit about It's a 10 Hair Care. I've covered your brand a few times. And I wrote about the launch of Be a 10 Cosmetics as well. But in case some folks need a, a little bit more background, get us acquainted with It's a 10. Yes, I actually started this brand around 16 years ago and started out with one bottle, which has come to be our signature miracle leave-in product that we sell about 14 million bottles a year of now. And we have grown uh, the actual collection repertoire to about 70 SKUs. And we've also expanded into other avenues of beauty, such as hair tools, hair extensions, and makeup. Wonderful. I'd love to hear from both of you about how you split the leadership and responsibility. Ultimately, you know, having really started the company so many years ago, I have really taken on the role as organizing the inner office and the runnings of it. And I do most of the designing. I do all of the the formulations with chemists and really kind of delve into marketing a little bit. But over the years, I've really built, built this amazing team around me. And so I'm going to let Jeff take over from here because we have expanded into tremendous marketing efforts, into e-commerce efforts, and actually more of the, the financial management of its time really has been more of, of Jeff's expertise. So I'll let you kind of take over and talk about some of the things you work with, Jeff. Yeah, I think it's it's a pretty interesting dynamic that Carolyn and I have, not only being husband and wife, but but being involved so closely on all aspects of the company. Obviously, we've created a lane for each other, and and each one does what they do extremely well. Um, as Carolyn said, she's probably the best in the world at at formulating and coming up with new products, products that people want to use, they want to, you know, they're looking for. She's always ahead of the curve. I am from a financial background and a marketing background, really watching the numbers, negotiating with our vendors, making sure that we keep in line with with where we need to be from a profitability standpoint, also making sure that our marketing is on point and correct. We've made massive jumps since Carolyn became the sole owner of It's a 10 just a few years ago. Our uh, e-commerce has multiplied dramatically where it's become a major point of our business at this point. And we're continuing to go outside the box and go into marketing aspects that nobody else in our field is doing. So I think it it allows us to bounce ideas off of each other, work on the marketing of them together, and then implement them into best practices. Thank you for that. That's a, an excellent description of, of who handles what. I also wanted to chat a bit about the fact that It's a 10 is a woman-owned business. If you can just talk about the importance of that. That's a really interesting fact because there are not too many women-owned brands, professional hair care brands, especially ones that are, you know, we're worldwide now. Mm-hmm. So we've really, we've really grown. 
And, you know, it's interesting, a lot of hair product brands are really run and owned by men. So I find that fascinating that they don't really use the products per se, but yeah, yeah, the ones yeah. running the company. I think it really has affected the actual momentum of the brand. I think it affects how the brand is presented, how the actual products end up being marketed and how they, they are chosen. Also, the fact that I was a hairdresser and salon owner for 20 years, I still am a hairdresser. That's why I say, yeah. Yeah, you know, stylist first, because, um, you know, I've touched thousands of heads and used thousands of products over my 36 years in the industry. And I know that that has also helped. And, and I also think that it really also inspires other women over the last few years I've come out from behind the curtain, so to speak, yeah. uh, and really become the face of, of its intent and its brands. I hope that I've been able to inspire other women uh, in this industry to move forward and really achieve things. Absolutely. I'm sure you, I'm sure you have. You're, it's a very impressive business. And I, I like the way you described, you know, sort of stepping up into the role of, of being the face of the brand as well, because it, it's almost like that is a separate job, isn't it? There's obviously the leadership of a business and growing a company, but then being so public facing and having that direct communication with the consumer today is, it's a whole different, a whole different world. Do you want to speak a little further about that? Jeff, I'm going to let you actually sure. delve into that. I think what's, what's amazing about It's a 10 and, and why It's a 10 has a ceiling that is so incredibly high is given the fact that the brand has so much recognition from a worldwide standpoint, but you look at it and until Carolyn took control as the sole owner of the company, Carolyn was truly like Oz behind the curtain. No one knew ex she existed. She didn't even have social media, couldn't find anything about her online. So one of the concerted efforts upon coming on to its attendant was actually a negotiation was, was that I said to Carolyn, if, if we're going to do this together, you, you need to agree to something as well. And she was taken back and, and said, well, what, what are you thinking? I said, I'm thinking that we are going to make you quote unquote, the Martha Stewart of beauty. You need to be out there. You need to be forward facing. You are everything that this brand is. You are the stylist. You are the salon owner. You, you have made the formulas and we need you to be out there to relate to our consumers. And Carolyn, to her credit, has done a job far superseding what I had expected her to do. I had expected her to let me drag her into some interviews and do them. And, you know, she would kick the dirt as she did them, but she, she has embraced it. She enjoys it now. And I think she really enjoys the fact that she gets to inspire people. And besides that, it's also been incredible for the brand. Mm -hmm. The brand has, has done amazingly well because of the relation to Carolyn. So it was a concerted effort. It was thought out. It didn't just happen by accident. Listen, without Carolyn embracing it, I probably wouldn't be here and the company wouldn't be growing at the rate that it has been growing at the last, what is it now, Carolyn, four or five years? Yes, yes. And can I tell you, you know, it's, 
it's always a little scary to come out from behind the curtain, of sure. course, especially after all those years. And one of the reasons I remain private is because I was, you know, a single mother and really just didn't want the publicity. But you know what, I love, I love what I do. And I love talking about what I do. And I love inspiring people and giving people advice on beauty. So it's actually been a lot of fun. There's not a podcast, there's not an interview, there's not an article for me to write that I've ever turned down in the last four years. I just really, I have embraced it and I actually really enjoy it. I think the other thing that's that's really interesting and a cool fact is that we're both extremely successful entrepreneurs on our own, mm-hmm. you know, separate part and parcel from each other. So for me to dig my heels in the ground at that point from the outside and tell Carolyn what I thought really was low hanging missing fruit for the development of the company to take it to that next level Mm -hmm. and for her to put the trust in me forget husband and wife because you know that when it comes to business put that to the side we deal with business as business and then we can make up and and give a hug later but when it comes to business i think the most important thing is respecting the other one and respecting their abilities and to her credit she respected what i said she she might not have liked it at the moment and she might have been uncomfortable with the position I was putting her in, but she relied on the fact that she believed what I was saying would ultimately work. She agreed to it and the results have been nothing short of astronomical. Yeah, Carolyn, I think you and I first met, I think it was 2019 at Cosmoprof North America. And I would not say that you were shy to have a conversation. Or, I was know. fresh out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you were very open to it and you, and you were very candid in our interview. But I think as a business leader in the industry, it, it was a natural evolution for you. Since you mentioned expanding on social media, Jeff, um, as far as I know, the, the brand is currently on at least six different platforms. Can you talk a little bit more about that, that reach to the consumer? Yeah, from a social aspect, We have really put resources behind that over the last few years. Like I said, we needed to connect to the consumer. So there we had the undertaking of having this brand with this massive appeal, right? That that is in all these salons and has the love of celebrities. And it's just this amazing cult-like brand, but yet has zero online presence. It It was shocking to me. So, so at that moment, um, we decided to really start delving into social media, to start um, bringing on a big PR agency, to start introducing ourselves to our fans and to get our fans to relate to us. And it's been amazing to see the, the difference now with, with fans telling their stories. Carolyn actually speaking to some of those fans and It's a 10 doing grants. It's a 10 doing all these activations through social media. We created something called 1010 National Love Your Hair Day. The first year we did it, we gave out 10,000 samples in uh, Times Square. We took over the NASDAQ billboard in Times Square. The next year we gave out a million two ounce sample bottles for free. Um, 
then we um, we we continued to grow it. Uh, we did activations all across the United States, and I think what was it, Carolyn? Thirty locations at, at across the country yeah, at we one time. Cities. Yeah, and and really talking to our consumer and letting our consumer know who we were, and they let us know who they were. So yeah. social media was a was a perfect way to go there, and now. Everything from TikTok to Instagram to Facebook to LinkedIn. We're doing stuff on Triller. We're we're doing there. There's so, Pinterest. There's so many different avenues. Thing that I was trying to establish, and I think we've we've done a great job of it, is really creating an intimate relationship with our consumer because they do love the product so much. So they deserve to be heard and they deserve to hear about new things and they deserve to be rewarded for loving the company so much. We, we do activations all the time. So it's, it's a lot of fun. That's great. And I, I love that you framed it sort of as, as the massive appeal of It's a 10, even before this social media push and, and a larger marketing effort. Um, and, and the brand really has, has grown phenomenally into you know, a multinational brand, as Carolyn mentioned earlier. Carolyn, do you want to talk more about that, that growth process? Yeah, it's really, it's really been interesting, especially since I became sole owner. We have really had some very unique and diversified types of ways that we have worked on expanding our distribution nationwide as well as worldwide. So, you know, it's interesting. A lot of times when I speak to business-oriented groups, CEO groups, things like that, people ask for my advice on how, how do you get to where you are in business? Yeah. And I always say... You have to crawl, then walk, then run. And that is literally what It's a 10 has done. We started the company with one bottle. We gave out thousands and thousands and thousands of free samples of that one bottle to get the momentum going. And the juice was so good that it just snowballed. And over the years, 16 years later, it has grown into this, this global nine-figure brand. And it didn't happen overnight. It's interesting how it takes a, a slow and steady process to build a company like this properly and have a company that actually can last through times like COVID, times when you know the industry or maybe our world and environment changes. Not only to, to survive through COVID, but to be able to donate $5.4 million worth of product to first responders and, and people that were really in desperate need, you know, they needed to clean themselves. They needed hand creams because their hands were splitting. We needed shampoo. They needed conditioner. I called Carolyn about it. We talked about it for a few minutes and she said, I'm in, let's do whatever we need to do and let's help. Let's, yeah. let's help. Right now is not the time to worry about bottom line. Now is the time for us to put our money where our mouth is and, and, if we preach that, you know, we're always there and we're, we're the company that's outside the box, we do things different and, and we really do care. And I, I think that's evident through Carolyn's philanthropic endeavors. She never asked twice about what the amount was, what, you know, what we were doing. The only thing she made sure was where it was going and that it was being used correctly. It's quite interesting to think about leadership over the past year, year and a half, and businesses like yours have been making sort of conventional business 
decisions, right? Bringing on new leadership in 2020. I, I, I believe you hired Sandy Ovington at the start of the year before we yeah. knew before we knew that it was going to be the, the year that it was. But as you mentioned, product donations, your makeup launch still happened in 2020, which is an impressive feat for any business, right? In a good year to move into an entirely new category. I'd love to hear more from you, Carolyn, on what leadership and business in general has looked like over the past year, year and a half. It certainly has been an interesting journey, to say the least. Lots of of fires to put out. And during those times, besides obviously dealing with just the regulation of keeping the business safe and keeping your employees safe and making the decisions, you know, do we work from home? Do we go back to the office? If so, what is that going to look like? Even as, as far as the leadership and when somebody gets sick, how do you handle that? How do you treat your employees? I'd like to treat my employees as I would want to be treated. The people that work for me, I always describe it as they are the cogs in the wheel of the engine. (laughs) And I don't run without them. So having respect for how you you really cherish the people that work for you and and really making sure that, that the process of these hard times is when you really step up and and become the true leader when they're panicking, when they don't know what to do is when you stay your calmness and when you actually give them guidance and give them support when they need it. And I was, I was really felt very, very fortunate that we were in a position where we could really secure their jobs, let them know that they will continue to be paid. Mm -hmm. Um, We are, we are going to be fine and we're all going to get through this together. So that ability didn't happen overnight. I made responsible decisions over the years as well that put me in that position. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that, that speaks very well to, to the sort of leadership you, uh, you have of the company. Do you want to get more into the launch of the Attend Cosmetics? Where, where did this idea come from? <laughs> Why, how did you manage to bravely follow through in a, a whole new category? Certainly, you're reaching some of the same customers, I imagine but it's definitely, definitely not the same category in, in the beauty space. It's totally different. And, <laughs> and I actually am thrilled to be in it. I think that just like the hair care industry, it's overwhelming. It, you get a lot of broken promises. So, so it was an organic and natural transition for me. Plus I've literally been in the beauty industry so long, you know, yes. our, our look is the entire package. Right. So I'm really looking to create the head to toe, it's a 10 experience, really migrating my, my, my way of, of creating good products into many different categories. Because listen, when a woman gets ready for the day or gets ready for an evening, she needs those go-to products that are really going to give her that instant ability to be her best self. And so that's really what I look to achieve. And I know many people were like, you're nuts. Why are you launching a makeup line in the middle of COVID? Well, first of all, I I don't do anything real fast. When I develop things, I've been working on it for two years. So I wasn't going to let COVID stop me. I knew that there were still people that would um, really enjoy the products. And, and truthfully, it was, it was just a really organic fit for, to, to go with the hair care line. Simple, easy to use, multifunctional makeup that really gives you those instant results. And um, you don't need a million brushes or YouTube tutorial on how to use them. So I think there was a need for it. And that's really why I got into it. Are you reaching a similar customer? And are you in 
sort of the same markets around the globe or is it a, a smaller brand at this point? So Bia 10 was launched with the philosophy that we were going to start it online. We were going to build it slowly. We would start to leverage It's a 10 with Bia 10 and let our our consumers who are, you know, like I said before, almost cult-like, um, let them know that this was happening. And month after month, sales are continuing to grow. The company is continuing to grow. I think it's a matter of time before Be Attend is really a, a household name. I think it's just going to take a little while. It's like everything else. You know, nothing good comes fast. I think this is a perfect example of taking your time, launching it correctly, putting it into the right places, not bastardizing the brand by just putting it everywhere and letting it sit on shelves. So we've done it correctly. We're using social media uh, very aggressively. It's really even over the next couple of months, you'll see social media picking up at a a massive level, including a lot of celebrities and and things of that nature and and, um, makeup artists and it's building. It's just built. You can feel it. You can right. feel that that bo- that water starting yeah. to simmer, and you know it, it goes from a a simmer to to a little boil, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're in that position. Like whoa! So you could feel the simmer going right now. And I also trust in just marketing genius mind. He's absolutely brilliant with building brands. Um, he's done it many many times for himself. And so I completely trust in, in the goals that he has. And listen, we, we launched it at, at the Miss USA. That's how we launched this brand. So <laughs> yeah. um, having Miss USA basically sponsor it and at the actual event with, during in the middle of COVID live. So yeah. um, Jeff is like, go big or go home. <laughs> so <laughs> yet in the same right, he's very smart about not just like he mentioned, just putting the brand anywhere. We intentionally are controlling it we intentionally are rolling it out in a very strategic manner. I would add to that. The most important thing is truly, and for other entrepreneurs to understand, it's that bigger go home thing. I totally agree with, but you have to spend money smart on what you're doing. You have to make sure that if you are doing advertising and you are doing marketing, you really understand what you're doing because it's very easy to blow a million dollars in advertising and you have nothing and then you're out. So the key to longevity is smart advertising and and building a real business, building fundamentals of that business. Yeah. And and you talked about starting to work with some makeup artists as you as you move forward with your marketing efforts for Bia 10 Cosmetics, that aligns quite neatly with the professional origins of the It's a 10 hair care line. I'm wondering if we can switch back to hair just for a minute. I wanted to touch a little bit on textured hair care. Can you talk about how your brands fit in, in that conversation? Well, it's my honor and pleasure to say my customer is everybody and has been since inception. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot of things that my company and how I have designed it to be has been all inclusive from day one. My products are not products that sit in one aisle. They are not uh, in just the Caucasian aisle or just the ethnic aisle. Mm -hmm. Um, My products can, can really sit in any aisle. And it's been that way from day one. We've had organic passion for the hair care products from the very beginning, everything from Christina Applegate to uh, Gabrielle Union. 
the the products are excellent on ethnic hair as well as anything to you know fine fine blonde uh, hair yeah, as well yeah. so but what we have done is created collections that really kind of pinpoint a type of hair not mm -hmm. someone's skin color a type of hair yes. and as our country becomes more and more melded and as we become more diversified and more mixed these products are really almost hybrid types of products that are great for these hair types as well. We are about to launch a coily line uh -huh. that, um, you know, is everything from fine blonde coily hair all the way down to, you know, the tightest, tightest, I call it the, the pipe cleaner curl, the really tiny, tiny, tight coil. And there are, there's a variation of products within this collection we're launching with five SKUs that really address the needs of this type of hair, the moisture it needs, as well as the styling capabilities that, you know, you don't necessarily want crunchy curls. I mean, those crunchy curl days are gone. Yes. <laughs> um, so we really, we really create um, products that bring hair to a very healthy state, as well as really emphasize the natural beauty in one's hair. And same with the makeup line. My makeup yeah. line is all the way from, you know, the, the whitest of ivory all the way to the very darker black. I don't believe in segregating my products any more than I believe in segregating people. It's quite interesting where you started answering that question too, thinking about how you, you built the brand for everyone from the beginning. And that's not just in terms of product formula and such. I'm starting to hear folks ask the question, um, not to a brand like yours, um, but to other brands who are, are struggling to reach a wider marketplace. How did you manage to build a brand that reaches only a white consumer? And it's clear that, that your effort from the beginning was much more broadly focused. Maybe it's the person behind it. Um, yeah. I am a Puerto Rican woman. I was raised by um, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Americans. Uh -huh. um, and I have a Nigerian and Puerto Rican daughter. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, our, our home is a melting pot. And so and my life has been a melting pot. So maybe that's really how I ended up getting where I am. I was not afraid to do black hair. I had a, a brother who had an Afro like Jackson 5 when I was growing up. And then I yeah. had another brother who was in my adoptive family who had bone straight hair that I had to perm his hair. So, you know, I embraced all types of people and cultures. And so maybe that has a lot to do with why it is I designed the way I did long before it was culturally cool. Yeah, I think that's wonderful to speak, you know, to your personal experience of diversity. I appreciate your sharing that. I think another thing that's pretty amazing is during um, this whole COVID scenario, we managed to have a little girl who's two months old now. And because of that, we've also decided as of next year, we'll be launching a line called Tiny Tens. Oh, um, which yeah, which Carolyn has been working on. It's adorable. And um, listen, this is, I like to call it, it's a 10 enterprises. There mm -hmm. are, you know, be a 10 extensions. It's a 10 tiny 10. We own a record label. There are other brands there. Are, I mean, it's just, there's, there's yeah. tons of things going on. So, so, you know, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. You know, we have a lot of fun together, um, working together, um, professionally and, um, and it's, it's people often say to me, well, isn't it difficult working with your wife? And I, I say to them all the time, I, there's nobody I'd rather work with, 
you know, it's, um, we're fortunate. We're yeah. right. and we have five kids. So, right, right, right. <laughs> we are very fortunate. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, like my wife would say, there's never a dull day in the Aronson house. And, <laughs> and yet we still manage to do all this high level business. So it's, it's really a question of, of priorities and being able to to buckle down and, and really grow businesses. That's wonderful. Well, I'd, l- I'd like to thank you both for sharing your not so dull day with us. Um, it's, it's been a wonderful conversation. I've enjoyed it tremendously. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank, thank you, you for Jeff. having us. Thank you. Speaking of Beauty is a production of CosmeticsDesign.com. Music by Kevin McLeod. My name is Deanna Utrusky. Thank you for listening, and please join me again next time on Speaking of Beauty.